Hello once again. Once again, we are back. We're back. Episode four, I believe. Or is it five? You know, we episode episode zeroed it, and yes, that's thrown me all off. I know. I have in my notes episode six. It is six, but the first one was zero. Zero, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, this would be actual five. Well, there you go. But six that you have heard. Mm-hmm. Welcome into the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast Show. Myself, Eric Fry, Travis Sparks here with you. Travis, it was a week of wrestling this week. Yes, yes it was. And it seems like for the first time in consecutive weeks, we don't have a pay-per-view yeah, to we review. Yeah, two straight weeks of having pay-per-views. And that was, that was kind of fun. It was fun, and it made the episodes pretty pretty, pretty lengthy. Long. But... Pretty long. Don't worry, though. I have found ways to make this one long, too. <laughs> okay. I can't so, wait. Can't wait to find out. ready for that, that one. But, yeah, so I'm always interested to see what was going on in the world of wrestling here. I think we've gotten a couple of significant events. We, we had one last week mm-hmm. with the, the release of Steve Austin from WCW. Yeah. I wonder and, how that's going to work out. Yeah. And I think we'll be seeing him very, very shortly. Soon. Very soon. Very shortly. So, and there's a couple of things that happened this week as well. So, yeah. So we got your news, your ratings, your ECW, your superstars, your Saturday night, your Raw, and your Nitro. All to recap here uh, on this uh, this episode. Should be a good one. And it's the new new month. It's the month of October. Ah, we're flipping flipping the calendar, the calendar to Travis's favorite month, October. Yes, it is one of my favorite. Travis is a Halloween fan. Yes, one of my favorite holidays. People get excited for Christmas. I get excited for Halloween. He gets excited, hey, and that's fine. Get excited for whatever makes you happy. That's what I say. You get to dress up and be somebody that you're not. It's yeah. Perfect for the wrestling world. It is perfect, and there is a pay-per-view coming up that is perfect for the Halloween time. At the end of the month, I can't wait. I don't know about '95. I can't Halloween wait. Having, but, but yes, that I, was always one of my favorite WCW you know, pay-per-views. I will be honest. All right. Thus far, we have reviewed three pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I have not liked a single one of them. <laughs> I don't know if the next two will change my mind at all. Well, we obviously we know one thing that's going to happen at Halloween Havoc. It's we already do. be heavily promoted. And the monster truck and then the match. Yeah. Yes. That's the only thing I've seen on that that's all, show. That's all they've promoted. It's the only that's thing that's the only thing I've seen. And I, I've looked ahead and yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's not great. But before we get to Halloween Havoc, we still have an yeah. awesome in your house, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Promoting a lot of stuff there that may not actually happen. Yeah, we'll have to see if uh, <laughs> if it actually happens. So. If you've looked ahead at all. I have not. I'm following along. I'm following along with the I the can't script. help it. It's okay. That's all right. All right. Let's get right into the news. What do you say yeah, about that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The news. I love this news bed. It makes me feel like I'm official. All right. Let's start with your ratings. First, we have the special Mania special. The WrestleMania 11 Mania special happened on Fox over the weekend on a Saturday night. It drew a 3.9. That's actually pretty good. That's very good. That's very good, a 3.9. WCW Saturday night was a 2.2. 
So this would have been airing opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. 2.2 for Saturday night. Raw got a 2.7. Again, that was the first live Raw we have seen. Mm-hmm. 2.7 highest Raw in weeks. Mm. And Nitro, 1.9. Ooh. Nitro got beat out by Raw and beat out by Saturday Night. Yeah, it was just a it was a beat down there. 1.9. 1.9, almost a full point higher. I think we said it on last week's. I think we both gave the nod to yep. to Raw on that one because I don't know, it was just just kind of there, just kind of meh episode of Nitro. There wasn't very many good high points and the other the other thing i want to point out is it has you know we are we are looking back at this now through 2020 eyes and a lot of people say that 95 was one of the worst years of wrestling in Mm -hmm. hindsight yeah but that 3.9 rating for that mania special shows you that there were people wanting to watch it they wanted to like it it's just that the creativity and what the companies were coming up with was not what they were wanting what was what was channel was that special Fox. on Fox? On Fox. Okay. So it's on broadcast so, TV. That's I probably mean, that's why you're gonna get a little bit yeah, of a bump. Yeah. But almost a full point higher than your normal raw rating. Right. Yeah. I I agree. There there shows that there is some sense of interest in professional wrestling, but just doesn't translate very well on Monday nights. All right. Let's go to the man, Dave Meltzer, talking about some of the. The news of the week. Turner Broadcasting, which owns WCW, is officially planning a merger with Time Warner. It will result in the largest media conglomerate in the world and will include TBS, CNN, Time Magazine, Sports Illustrated, the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Braves, HBO, People Magazine, Time Warner Cable, and more. To give you an idea of how huge this will be, WCW represents only 1 20th of 1% of the total organization. So we'll see what this means for WCW. That, when you think of that grand scheme of things, that's a very small very, percentage yes. of now the entire company, and, and we think WCW is this big, huge thing. Yeah, no, nope. that's going up against WWF, but not not in the in the eyes of Turner Turner Broadcasting and Time Warner. So. Yeah, uh, Dave had his review of In Your House three. He said it was meh as he recapped some of the matches. Um, Talking about Savio beating Waylon Mercy is the end of Waylon Mercy's push. Uh, Shane Douglas beating uh, Razor Ramon, but didn't look great. And that Brett and John Pierre stole the show with a great match. Um, so there you go. And he noted that the main event ended in a screw job that got reversed the next night on TV, which we had both complained about in our review of it last week. Right, yeah. One of the lowlights. Uh, the first live head-to-head battle between Raw and Nitro was a clear victory for the WWF. Um, as we said, now the WF ratings going up slightly after a pay-per-view is normal, but WCW dropping so much from last week is probably a little worrying for that company. Um, other news, since the All Japan Women's match on the Collision in Korea pay-per-view got such a good response, WCW attempted to book those same women for an upcoming pay-per-view and Nitro. Well, the WWF has also contacted and wants to bring in six of their women to work a match at Survivor Series, along with Alundra Blaze and Bertha Faye. The WWF specifically wants Bull Nakano, but All Japan Women's has already promised her to WCW, so that likely won't happen. But WWF still wants her, and since their pay-per-view is a week before WCW's, it's possible that these women will end up working for both 
WWF and WCW within a week of each other. So, uh, for what it's worth, there is has been talk that WWF will be phasing out the women's division and allowing Alundra Blaze to return to all Japan women's full-time in the near future. The division has pretty much been a failure since they revived it less than two years ago. So, interesting that they may have the same women on their pay-per-views within a week of each other. Right, how crazy Weird. crazy is that? We'll have to, to wait. To think that they're so close to showing up on both shows mm-hmm. in that close of time frame. That's just that's just crazy. Uh, the economic crisis in Mexico is hitting the wrestling business hard, as you expect. Major shows still draw well, but the weekly arena shows for both promotions taking a massive attendance hit. So that's what's going on in Mexico. There is another news thing, but I, it would spoil something that's going to happen later on when we review shows, so we'll... Just skip that for now. Mm -hmm. Skip it. (coughs) Excuse me. Steve Williams, Dr. Death, is reportedly planning to move from his home in Baton Rouge to Maui, which pretty much says that he sees Japan as his long-term future. I think you could probably get a lot better flights from Maui to Japan than Baton Rouge to Japan. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I would say so, and I I think I would rather live in Maui than, than Louisiana. Yep. Uh, Razor Ramon is negotiating to get WWF to let him work some All Japan dates. So we'll see what happens with that. This would end up, uh, in the future we know, it's going to end up being a pretty big deal. So uh, we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, Next up, uh, we talked about it last week, uh, the UWFI New Japan angle and how it's doing big business for New Japan. Well, UWFI actually tried to make a deal with All Japan to do the angle first. They called Giant Baba to arrange it, but Baba didn't even bother returning the phone call. So he basically said, nah, that's okay. Didn't even return the call. Yeah, didn't even return it. Huh. Uh, let's see here. What else have we got? Okay, so there's this story that a long time ago, each of the different stories had their uh, territories had their own U.S. title. Mm-hmm. All right, so all the different territories had a U.S. champion. So Sabu is pushing WCW to an angle where he comes in with the Sheik, who brings in the old Detroit Territory U.S. title belt to challenge Sting for his U.S. title belt to feud over who the real U.S. champion is. Now, Meltzer says that Sabu is desperately trying to break out of the junior heavyweight cruiserweight category that WCW wants to pigeonhole him in. Would you want to see a Sabu-Sting match for the real U.S. champ? No. Okay. No, that, that's just Sabu trying, trying to so get hard. A, a program with, I mean, not necessarily Sting, but whoever the champion yep. would have been at the time. But that's just him trying to angle himself to get into a, a better position in the company. Uh, other news, New Japan was negotiating to bring in Randy Savage, but he wants $30,000 per match, and they don't think he's worth that much. Uh, there's also a lot of heat between New Japan and Hulk Hogan because Hogan refused to work the North Korea show. So don't expect Hogan to head back to New Japan anytime soon. A Smoky Mountain show that was supposed to be held outdoors on a high school football field was canceled due to cold and rainy weather, but nobody bothered to tell the wrestlers, so they all made the trip to the show only to find out after they arrived that it had been canceled, so they were pretty mad about that. How do you not call the wrestlers? Let them know. How do you not let them know? Uh, Meltzer also said in ECW, Cactus Jack has started using a new gimmick. We won't go more into it than that because it's going to show up on upcoming episodes uh, of ECW TV, but I'm pretty excited about it myself because I've seen some of this, and it's very good. Mm. I mean, Cactus Jack, we've said it before, is just killing it on the microphone here in this 95, and I can't wait to see what else he's going to have in store for us. 
Uh, Bruce Hart is trying to put together a show in Calgary for the 50th anniversary of Stu Hart's wrestling debut. He's wanting to put together an all-star lineup of former Stampede wrestlers and is hoping to get Brett and Owen, Davey, Jim Neihart, Brian Pillman, Chris Benoit, and more. Needless to say, breaking down all the political barriers uh, that would allow both WWF and WCW stars to work this indie show would be very unlikely. But, spoiler, it actually happened. So give credit to Bruce Hart. Mm. The favorite of all the hearts. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, yes. forgotten heart. The forgotten one. Oh, he tries to make you not forget oh, him. Oh, yeah. He tries so hard. He tries so hard. Ric Flair had surgery to remove a cataract from his eye and should be back in the ring soon. We actually saw him on Nitro. So there you go. Uh, Fall Brawl did a .48 buy rate, which is the lowest WCA buy rate of the year and by far the lowest of any pay-per-view Hulk Hogan has been on. So there's that. Uh, SMW wrestler D'Lo Brown got a tryout on the latest Raw tapings. Also, Tony Norris worked another dark match using the name Ahmed Johnson. He had been using the name Ahmed Williams the night before. So, we'll have to find out about that. Uh, WWF flew both Jeff Jarrett and Adam Baum into the tapings to meet with them about returning. Adam Baum turned them down. No word on how the meetings went with Jarrett. So, maybe Jeff Jarrett coming back? We'll have to see. And we told you a couple weeks ago, I think, about the Diesel Jean-Pierre story. Uh, it got more heated the night after Pierre refused to put him over in Montreal. They had a rematch the next night in Quebec City. And at some point, Pierre landed badly on Diesel during a move, which led to Diesel immediately getting up, punching him legitimately before jackknifing him to end the match. Just bomb, bomb, bomb. Done. Mm. Uh, again, these Canadian stars. Yep. Not wanting to do jobs in Canada. I have a, uh, a note oh. about that on my Raw review, by the way. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart's wife, Martha, just gave birth to a baby girl named Amanda last week. I don't think that's actually her name, though. In hindsight, I think it's Athena. Right, yeah. I was going to so, say. Meltzer got that, that one wrong that with dark, Amanda. That dark side of the ring. Yeah, Athena. Hmm. Anyways. Uh, WWF contacted Tom Brandy, who is known as Johnny Gunn in ECW, about coming in and doing a motorcycle cop gimmick designed like Eric Estrada on chips. So, you know, that show that ended in 1983, because as Dave said, <laughs> Vince is nothing if not timely when it comes to pop culture. Dave continues to say, next thing you know, they'll want to bring in Chris Cruz as an announcer and give him an astronaut gimmick based on Larry Hagman in I Dream of Genie." Well, you know... Sometimes you're just watching late night television and just pops chips up. comes on. And, yeah. Oh, that would be a brilliant idea for a character. It, yeah, it would. It's very timely. Very timely. Oh, hey. Before we move on to our first show, because it's the beginning of a new month, I have something I wanted to share with you, Travis. Okay. Every month I'm going to try and do this. Are you ready? All right. Magazine covers. Because I remember in the 90s getting all the magazines when they would come out. Mm. And they'd come out on a monthly basis. And if you didn't have pay-per-view, which I never had pay-per-view to watch, it was your only way to get those results. It would be a couple months behind what actually happened. Oh, yeah. But it was really cool to, to read them and, and see the stories and stuff like that. So are you ready as I describe the magazine covers for the month of October? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll start with WWF. It is Bret Hart giving someone a backbreaker, and it says, Sharp shooting with the hitman. Bret shoots from the hip in an exclusive candid interview. It also says that we're going to get exclusive the man behind the one, two, three kid. Are you buying that magazine? Mm. I probably wouldn't. Probably. Although I do think I had that one. I think it's only two fifty, two dollars fifty cents. Can you imagine it's that? Steel. Yeah. WCW. Their magazine cover has Hulk Hogan on the front, 
And it has a quote of him saying, I'm not afraid of the past, as Hulk Hogan speaks out. It also has sun, sand, and sea at the bash at the beach. We also get a thing at the bottom that says, Big Van Vader faces the fans. I really want to read that. <laughs> and color posters of Sting, Ric Flair, and the Taskmaster. Ooh. Doesn't that sound like a Very great cool. magazine? Yeah, I'd get it for that poster, a Sting. Sting poster? Yeah. 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 I don't know who wants the Taskmaster poster. but Nobody. Nobody. Nobody wants and that. And then finally, we have Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they have a magazine out, and it's a picture of Razor Ramon being cut by a razor, and it says, Razor's Edge, Ramon still cuts it as a bad guy. It's also got a full-color centerfold of Harlem Heat, and at the top, it says, Savage versus Hogan, the feud will return. So there you go. There are your, your magazine covers. Again, the... Magazines only two dollars and fifty cents. I'd take that today. So, yeah, simpler times, simpler mm. times. But yeah, I I regret one thing. Okay. Of I used to have some of these old magazines. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't know how. When's the last time they dated back to? But when you do a little spring cleaning, maybe your parents say you gotta clean out your room or clean out to make more room for other stuff and mm-hmm. yeah I, I i threw away some of those uh, magazines just carelessly not thinking of oh hey these may be classics that i just maybe yep. want to go flip through the pages once again and relive simpler times but you can't find them now no you can't. Yep. you can't not even online i mean i think you can go on like ebay and buy them but they're pretty pricey i think yeah and it's not the same it's just not not the same so. and digitally looking at them definitely not oh, the same definitely you know i don't no. want to look on an app at a magazine <laughs> sorry yeah that, that's one of the <laughs> the regrets you have throwing away those old magazines i'm sorry to bring up old memories <laughs> for you travis this may have been it's our right. one and only time looking at magazine covers. <laughs> no, no, it, it's okay. It's okay because then I don't think I had any of those. Oh, okay. So when we come across one that I actually had, then, then, it, then it may hurt. It might be hurt it a little hurt. bit more. Well, I don't want to do that. Speaking of hurting, you want to do some ECW? Yeah, let's get okay. extreme. Let's go right into the hurt. ECW Hardcore TV, and it uh, starts out with a recap of last week's match. It was a uh, very long recap video, but it's what it meant to be, needed to be between Raven and Richards and the Pitbulls. Um, and at this point, I agreed with you, Travis. I put this in my notes. I agree with Travis. They should have had the ref count the three with Todd Gordon. Yes, thank you. In hindsight, they should have had the ref count the three with Todd Gordon. Yes, absolutely. So I agree with you on that yeah, one. It was that was, that it was a great match. Yep. But that was the only thing that was wrong with yep. it. I agree with you in hindsight. Give me a week to look back on it, and you're well, right. Just as long as you admit that I'm right. Yes. You finally came around to it. So I did. I, I did. I'm okay with that. Okay, good. But yeah, this was a lengthy. It almost ran for nine minutes. It's like our first episode all it's over like, again. It's like we we watched the match and we pretty much watched all of it entire almost in its entirety. The main things that happened right here. I I think we can just skip ECW every other week because we'll just have the recap right. video at the beginning to recap everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> we very well could. The only thing that really came out of it was that Francine's now with the Pitbulls. Yeah. Is that I mean, is that really that's the gist of it? 
Well, this uh, Pitbull, too, keeps having this whole thing of being a Pitbull or mm-hmm. die thing. But he says, give me the life of a Pitbull or give me death. So it's kind of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. And they, they, one other thing, Pitbull, number one, said that uh, we kicked, you're talking about Stevie and Raven, mm-hmm. we kicked your ass and we took your belts and we took your babe. But she's Stevie's ex-girlfriend, so it's not his girlfriend anymore. That's the only thing they could come up with. <sighs> All right, I'm they gonna took s- their babe. I'm gonna say it now. I don't like the pit bulls. <laughs> no, I don't like their characters. I don't like their promos. I don't like their wrestling. I I actually kind of enjoy them. You enjoy the pit bulls? Yeah. All I right. mean, I don't to expect them. Own. I don't expect them to be technical wrestlers because they're not. They're just brawlers. Right. Right. So. I take them for what they are for their for their face value. I take them at face value. And then get the ECW opening video, and it looks like a new video. I was gonna say, yep, this is a new new video intro. They've cut out Shane Douglas, the guys that have left to mm-hmm. work out legitimate mm-hmm. professional ooh, wrestling ooh, companies, ooh. and they finally updated their intro package. Yeah, it it, it looked good. Their yeah, their video package I, I thought looked very good. Uh, Joey Styles and welcome us to the show. Says what's coming up on the show. Then we get a Lance Wright promo talking about Raven and Richards versus the Pitbulls, and they're going to be two refs in that match, Bill Alfonso and Todd Gordon, and that to me just sounds like a big cluster. Basically sounds like yeah. the, the finish of the match yep. last week, but remind you that Bill Alfonso is licensed he by is. the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. Then Todd Gordon does a, a promo, wasn't that great. Alfonso interrupts him, and the best thing I had about Alfonso interrupting is he said... Uh, uh, he made a dig about a fat Jewish lawyer out of Scarsdale. If you don't know any better, Paul Heyman is fat, is Jewish, yeah. and he's from Scarsdale. So, and his dad was a lawyer who lives yeah. in Scarsdale. Right. So, I liked that it was a subtle a little, dig by Heyman. The little yep. subtle thing, yeah. But Bill Alfonso's wearing a neck brace here, and he's getting yep. really red in the face. So he I'm, was. I was worried about I him. I am worried about his high blood pressure here. <laughs> We then get a Raven promo with a very sweaty Steven Richards. Like, it looked like Richards just stepped out of the shower. He was drenched. Um, and basically saying the Pitbulls needed everyone to help them win, which is a valid point. I like it when mm-hmm. heels have valid points. Yeah. Um, and then Richards cut a very nice promo as well. And Raven says it's going to be a lumberjack match with 911 on one side and Big Dick Dudley on the other. Um, and I just put the Raven such a cool character. His promos are so good. This took place in like the Bowery of the. Uh, arena deep in the the bowels, as they say. It, I thought it was a very nice promo by these two. I thought it just looked like the ECW locker room. Well, it probably was. But yeah, even Raven drops the f bomb. He does, here yeah. And they bleep it out. Yeah. And I thought Stevie was crying. Yeah, he, he was, was at one point. Yeah. That they lost the championships, but a lumberjack match with two with two people, two people. Yeah. Is that really a lumberjack? One who's on crutches, by the way, right. and can't move his leg. Yeah, one so, leg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I kind of that you throw in the two refs, and now there's gonna oh, be people gosh, on the outside. Yeah. Like it's just all too no. many people. I don't involved. want all of it. Too many people involved. Joey Styles then recaps the whole JT Smith storyline, and we get our first match of the night: JT Smith versus Hack Myers. Get this match again. Again. Uh, not a great start to the match. Exchange of headlocks and kickouts. The fans keep saying shit every time JT does something, which I do like. Um, JT Smith's new gimmick is that he sucks and botches. That is his character. 
Yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty much the the ECW sign guy, the real sign guy, right. not the Dudley sign guy, but the ECW sign guy has a sign that says JT knock yourself silly. Yep. Uh, Appreciated that. I don't like that Hack Myers was just called the Shaw. I don't I don't like how Joey was calling him the Shaw, the Shaw. No, that just it sounded weird. <laughs> Uh, JT goes for a tope, but he misses as the crowd chants, you fucked up. Uh, now in the crowd, JT gets back dropped, um, a big back by drop by Shaw. Yeah, this is one of those one matches that yep. they that they clip together and they cut. And that kind of took me out of it yep. and took me out of the six-man later on. Yep. But yep. it was just kind of hard to follow when it gets clipped really fast. I'm trying to write notes yeah. down, and then yep. it, it goes to a quick clip. So, yeah, it kind of took me out of it. JT then goes up top and starts chatting with the fans. And, of course, he falls off the top rope through the table on the floor. And I put it at this point that I just love this gimmick of the bad wrestler. He ends up losing by count out, and Joey Styles is gold on this. As the very end, they cut to a Joey Styles who's just laughing and can't control himself. Mm-hmm. I love. I just. I don't know why I do, but I just love that. Maybe it's because, like nowadays, I couldn't imagine a wrestler being okay with going out and saying, "Like your character is you suck." Mm-hmm. No one. Na- you no one. Watch moves. Right, right. No one nowadays would be like, "Oh, okay." They'd be like, "No, I can't do that." The internet wouldn't like that, or whatever the case may be. I don't want people to think I really am a bad wrestler. JT Smith's like, "All right, cool, whatever." I think actually, people on the internet would love it. Oh, I think people on the internet loved it. Would love it if it was a s- certain person. Like sure. you couldn't have nowadays, like Cesaro, for example, be that character. Well, yeah, because he's a legitimate competitor. Right, he right. can actually go in the so, ring. But it, it could work with the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could definitely work. We then get a promo with two called Scorpio. Scorpio's talking about being a three-time TV champ. He says that Taz's ass is grass and he's going to smoke it. I bet you will. I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will, Two Gold. And then we come back to Joey talking about Scorpio and hyping the six-man tag. Um, it's supposed to be Scorpio and the Eliminators versus the Steiners and Taz. But Jason says that he's going to take Scorpio's place. Wasn't it supposed to be Scorpio and the and the gangsters? Oh, it was, yes. And and uh, we talked last week about Mustafa getting yeah, in trouble at the right, hotel. Yeah. Uh, so Joey even mentioned that. Yes. Too. So instead it was going to be a mystery team and it ended up being the Eliminators making their debut. Yeah. So there you go. But Jason says Scorpio doesn't have to be there. And if I'm in the crowd, I'm very upset that I have to watch Jason instead of Scorpio. Jason, the sexiest man Man alive. alive. Yes. All right. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Scorpio then attacks Taz from behind. The Steiners take over on the Eliminators. Uh, Scott's in control against the Eliminators. Again, like Travis said earlier, this one's clipped. Um, Cronus does a nice front flip leg drop on Rick Mm -hmm. Steiner. He's a big guy. And good. for him to do that, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick with a pair of Steiner lines. Jason gets suplexed and thrown to the floor. Uh, Taz with a big clothesline. Scott with a wedgie plex. Yeah, a wedgie plex, and my internet just yeah. had to freeze at that one. Oh, frame, good. I'm so, so glad. Happy for full, you. <laughs> full moon of that. <laughs> uh, Scott then with a big belly to belly. Rick then comes back with a top rope belly to belly. Scott then hits a top rope Samoan drop. This is where things break down. Taz busts open Jason. Taz throws the ref into the corner, which right there, match over, DQ, right? Mm-hmm. Touch the ref, DQ. Yeah. Uh, Taz instead gets attacked by Scorpio, and Jason pins Taz after Scorpio put uh, Jason on top of him. So, yeah. It wasn't that great. You can't really judge it because of all the clips. Right, yeah. And uh, Joey says about Taz getting pinned by Jason, and this has to be the most degrading moment 
in the wrestling career of Taz? The grading moment. No, just you wait. Just you wait. Oh, yeah. Taz has a lot in worse coming A few coming years. Up. A few years, Joey yep. Styles. Uh, we get a promo with Steiners and Taz. Scott then makes fun of Johnny B. Bad, Goldust, and HBK, saying they're all effeminate and that they need mm-hmm. to go win, uh, wrestle each other for the, I don't even know what it was, for some title belt. Scott just kind of went off on a rant here. He didn't. I can't tell if he's wearing extremely small sunglasses or he's just, his head is so big, it's making the sunglasses look small. Right. Just look weird. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Both the Steiners looked a little weird, and Taz says that he owes the Steiners a victory, and he dedicates his next match to them. Yeah, he so dedicates them to his buddies. Is this our final Steiner appearance? The Steiners. This seems like a, a good way to end them with Taz being like, I'm going to win for you. Maybe. Could we'll have, be, but we'll have to wait and see. Taz had a dip in the entire time. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> uh, we then get a Mikey and Sandman video, a recap of Mikey beating Sandman in August. Sandman then does a promo. Sandman says he has uh, been embarrassed and humiliated. Sandman's basically crying in this promo. I thought it was a pretty good promo from Sandman. And then Woman just keeps repeating herself about how uh, you won't be the man I could make you or something like that. And at yeah. the end, it ends up getting very awkwardly sexual mm-hmm. it, it did in sexual uh she said never become the man i can make you yeah is what she kept repeating over and over it was weird in hindsight oh yeah it is weird <laughs> it is weird in hindsight but again we're we're seeing here in ecw appreciation for for woman mm-hmm. and what she could do as, as a manager and you know she's a pretty good talker from from what i could see and i I wouldn't have done, known that if I didn't watch some of this stuff. I felt bad that she just had to keep repeating that same line over and over again. I wish they would have given her a little bit more to talk about. Because yeah. it felt a little long. Yeah. They're trying to get it over. They're so. trying. Uh, Styles then talks about Sandman and Whipwreck, and he throws it to Lance Wright at Hype Central, who says Saturday night, October 7th, and then Beulah comes in, and he loses all track of anything. Is this what they used to do in the Hype Central mm-hmm. Moving the camera, moving, yeah. shaking, yeah. and so that's what the difference between the last time we threw to Lancer. I yes. didn't notice the camera moving. Um, I think it was more moving because Beulah was there. Hmm. Could be. I I think that was. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Beulah yeah. comes in. She flirts with him a little bit. Right, and totally distracts him. And he ends it, and he orgasms. Yeah. Great. That's what I want to see on my <laughs> TV. Thank you. It's ECW, after all. We then get our next match, Ray versus Psychosis. All right. How about this? Yeah. Super pumped for this match. Extreme Lucha Libre. Uh, I put that Ray has Ray has some title. Don't know what it is. Um, I don't think Joey said either. Yeah, I mean, he did mention a little bit uh, about a belt, a mm-hmm. light heavyweight belt that um, Ray and Psychosis have bat- been battling for in right. their rivalry, but he didn't exactly say if that was the title he was talking about. And this, surely this was Ray's dubbed over music. Yes. Surely he didn't yes. have this at the time. Yeah, it was his WCW yeah, theme. Right. Uh, I, I noted that Psychosis looks like a Mexican version of Jushin Thunder Liger. Does. Like if you put the two of them together, like full costume, they look right very close. Yeah. I can see that, and maybe even the robe too mm-hmm. as well. He had that on really quickly. Yep. What a head of hair he has on on him. Does psychosis? Is that like his real hair? That could be a mask. I know a little bit. I know when he unmasked at one night stand mm-hmm. a few years later, he did have hair on the mask. Mm. So I don't know if 
back then like, it was or not. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's his full head of hair. He, his hair's still living in 1980. It's <laughs> yes, still there. That is a very, very good <laughs> comparison there. Um, Joey Styles, when Rey Mysterio's coming to the ring, he takes a shot at Bobby Heenan mm-hmm. and says that Rey Mysterio's a 20-year-old superstar of Lucha Libre and talking about Lucha Libre, contrary to what Bobby Heenan would like you to believe, that's not an item you can take out at Taco Bell. I like it. It's Mexican professional I like wrestling. it a lot because I can like, just hear Bobby Heenan saying yeah, that. He's taking a shot at my boy, Bobby Heenan, so not a big fan of that. It was a deserved shot. Maybe. He uh, took one earlier as well. That's true. I did note that Ray looks so young. He looks so I young like and small and fit and trim, and he just looks like so good. This. Yep, I like this Rey Mysterio Jr. I want this Rey. I like now. this version. Yes, I lo- I want this throughout this is, his entire career. This is pre fifteen knee surgeries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pre all those tattoos that he would yeah. have. Yeah, he looks like, like a little kid. I like this yeah. version of Ray. Uh, tie up and right arm drag psychosis out to the floor. Um, psychosis then comes in with a hammerlock. Ray with a big snapmare. Psychosis ducks. Uh, some great lucha spots go back and forth. I, you, you can't write them all down. Um, ended up sending Psychosis out to the floor. Psychosis with an elbow to the back of Ray. Psychosis then hits a big power bomb to Ray. Uh, then he sends Ray up and down uh, to the mat. Psychosis sends Ray ab first into the corner. He had him like in a like a, a slam position. Ran him uh, ab right. first into the corner. Um, Psychosis with what Joey Styles called a frisbee slam, which I'm a fan. I want that. I, I think that sounds really cool. And a leg drop. Um, some slaps in the corner. Psychosis jawing with a fan. A big leg uh, splash by Psychosis in the corner. Tries it again. Misses. Ray then up top of the springboard Hurricane Rana for two. Uh, looked very nice. Mm-hmm. Ray then with a cartwheel into a Hurricane Rana and a head scissors. Uh, both men now in the apron. And Ray sends Psychosis into the ring post. Uh, Ray gets some shops in the corner. He misses the flying splash, though. Psychosis drops down Ray and hits a top rope leg drop for two. Again, very nice. Psychosis with another power bomb for two. Psychosis with a spinning heel kick and goes for a suicide dive, but Ray held up a chair. Um, that was nice. I made note at this point that Ray is only 20 at this point mm-hmm. and already has wrestled for six years. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, it is. That, that that middle rope dive that, mm-hmm. that Psychosis did. Yep. And then Mysterio pulling in a little ECW. Pulling in, yeah. Grabbing a chair. And, and I like Joey mentioning that. He's like, right. he's adapting to his mm-hmm. surroundings. Yeah, so. I like that. That was a very nice, nice touch for sure. Uh, psychosis then. Psychosis, I'm going to blame him right here. He starts it. Psychosis with a few drop kicks to the knee. There, Right there it is. Attacking the <laughs> knee. And it's. Ruins everything. The first of those 15 knee surgeries started right here. (laughs) Probably before, too. This isn't the first time they've they've squared off. Uh, Psychosis with a slam and a twisting moonsault for two. Uh, Joey Styles then does a dig at Vince and Eric Bischoff. Yes, because he doesn't, Joey doesn't know what to call that moonsault. It's kind of like a twisting moonsault, but... Uh, Joey gives it the name of one and a half extended tumbleweed into a senton or a drive-by. And Joey Styles suggests if the fans have any other suggestions on what to call that move because he had no idea what to call it. Uh, uh, You can call the hotline, but if you're Eric Bischoff or Vince McMahon, don't even try it because what a maneuver isn't going to cut it. That shot. I liked it. 
Uh, Ray then with a fake out, which would become known as the 619, mm-hmm. um, and hits a big springboard plancha into the second row. Looked very nice. Did. Uh, Sekos up top. Ray counters with a Hurricane Rana for the win. Overall, I thought it was a very nice match. Yeah, this was a very good showcase for these two guys of the lucha style here in the ECW arena, and the crowd absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. They like both guys. That's what made this for me as well. Mm -hmm. Not only were they doing good things in the ring, but the crowd was eating it up, and they really enjoyed it, and that that brought me into it more with with how involved they were in, in the match as well. Styles then is trying to wrap up the show, but he puts on a headset, says there's a problem in the locker room, says to go to a camera, it goes to the camera, New Jack then punches out the camera. I put at this point that this is very weird. Uh, Joey Styles then says we only have one camera left, and it's the one with him, so he's going to the locker room. He goes to the locker room. Uh, Public Enemy and New Jack and Scorpio are arguing, um, and Styles is kind of saying, we, we got people everywhere, what's going on? And then behind Joey Styles is Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. steve mania is running wild. It's Steve Austin. Steve Austin cutting a a Hogan promo Mm -hmm. saying that he's trained. He said the vitamins. He said the prayers. He's he's ready. Uh, Johnny Grunge then runs in. And then Austin, after he kind of does the whole, he does the finger point at Johnny Grunge like Hogan does. And Grunge runs off. And yeah, he's doing this whole uh, Hulk Hogan stick. Yep. Of, and he's throwing brothers left brothers and right. He and calls him Joey Styles mean Joey. Yep. And he said that he wasn't going to reach past mid-carter yep. status. Yep. In the WCW. Yeah. And I thought his Hogan impersonation was actually pretty good. It was. It was, it pretty, was good. pretty good. And he, he, when you throw around brothers and yes. dudes, yep. that's pretty easy. But he says he he then rips off his shirt and says that he isn't doing this shit anywhere, not even in ECW, um, because he says the fact is this shit isn't getting over anywhere. Mm-hmm. So and then he walks away and Joey sends, ends the show by going, "Oh my god!" And if you look, Austin has a weight belt like Hogan does. Right. It says "Stunning Steve" on it. So yeah. Or the the so it's a Steve-ster, Steve-ster rules. rules. Yes. Man, he must have just had that made just, had just, that made for, just that for that one thing. But, yeah, it was a very, very good introduction here. Yes. ECW, an extreme debut Yes, for one Steve Austin. I, I, I agree. I thought it was very nice. It wasn't what you expected mm-hmm. from Steve Austin because he hadn't shown that in WCW. Yeah. Uh, you got to see some of his comedic wit in, mm-hmm. in that promo there. And I look forward to a lot of good things from Steve Austin. Yeah, he was good comedy and then he got serious yep. and ripped off the the shirt, and then really showed off his talking chops there. And more to come for for Steve Austin. I had to turn up the heat whenever he came on the screen. It got a little cold. Steve mania. Got a little cold there at the end when he was being it, super serious. So it did. I uh, got cold in my. But house. that but that long hair though. Oh yeah, had. we gotta get rid of that. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully Maybe. he'll get it cut some point in time. Sometime soon. All right, let's move on to WWF superstars. <laughs> WWF Superstars. This was not live, by the way. Just saying. It was taped uh, on the campus of Valpo. Valparaiso, Indiana. I was going to say, isn't that in Indiana? It is. Hmm. Um, Vince, Lawler, and Jim Ross are your commentary team. Why do they get the good one on Superstars? I don't know. Uh, Barry Horowitz is shown trying to tutor Hakushi on American politics. 
a segment that Vince laughed at, and that gets us to our opening match. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it. Ha, ha, ha. Barry Horowitz and Hakushi beat Skip and Rad Radford with Sonny when Horowitz pinned Skip after Hakushi splash off the top rope. And the whole point of this was that uh, Hakushi's turning into a quasi-comedy character with his learning English gimmick. So uh, look forward to that. The finish did little for Skip, though, as he acted dead for more than 10 seconds before Horowitz covered him. Just made for a very awkward ending. Uh, your your favorite Barry Horowitz getting the win. Who Horowitz? Horowitz You're saying it wrong. It's horrible. Witz. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying it wrong. Uh, Doc Hendricks then then does the usual Madison Square Garden hype. Brett says that he is going to take care of business next week against Isaac Yankum in the Garden. Lawler and Yankum respond that they are going to thwart the antics of George Amel Steele and remove the abscess that Brett Hart represents in the WWF. Yay. Uh, Vince recaps Razor Ramon's loss to Dean Douglas at In Your House 3. We then get a call 1-900-737-4WF to hear about a conversation Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon had after their match at In Your House. A conversation. After the match. I want to know what it was, but I don't think that number is... Uh, That's probably no longer active. Nope. Uh, Razor Ramon pinned Al Brown with the Razor's Edge in 202. So there you go. Uh, basically, all this was was to hype the 1-2-3 kid match on Raw. We get the first vignette for Ahmed Johnson. It is simply him talking about how he learned about competition in the hood. Sounds intense as he recounts accepting WF's offer for competition. The vignette implies that Ahmed will be coming into the company as a babyface since he did not bash any of the major stars in the company. So get ready. Ahmed Johnson. He's coming. Can't wait. Our next uh, match, Bob Holly defeats AC Connor after the pit stop plunge in 152. Do you know who AC Connor is? Nope. It's D'Lo Brown. Oh. D'Lo Brown. Okay. So, um, he got a few moves in, but they do not look crisp at all. Holly simply moves out of the way of a top rope splash and counters with a pit stop plunge for the win. Uh, McMahon recaps how interim WF President Gorilla Monsoon had to reverse the outcome of the main event of In Your House. That resulted in the Smoking Guns winning the tag titles. Uh, Fought 2 then tells the British Bulldog that he's going to make him bite the dust in today's main event. So, yay for that. The Blue Brothers with Uncle Zebekiah beat Sonny Rogers and Joe Dorgan after Eli pins Dorgan after a modified double spine buster in 146. Um, Dorgan, by the way, is Johnny Swinger, who uh, in current day is in TNA or Impact, however you want to call it. Impact. Yes, sorry. Um, so there you go with the Blues getting the win. Dean Douglas defines luck and compares Barry Horowitz and Shawn Michaels, saying both of them are riding a wave of luck. And he issues a challenge to Barry Horowitz for next week's show. So there you go. Dean Douglas and Barry Hor- Horowitz, Travis. Barry Horowitz. Yes. How dare Dean Douglas put those two <laughs> I know. Shawn Michaels in there in the same conversation. I take offense to that. <laughs> British Bulldog pins Fatu after the running power slam. Um, there you go. That's uh, that's all you really got. Uh, Doc Hendricks says that Savio Vega will face Kamala at Madison Square Garden. We then get... Uh, Savio cutting a promo. Shawn Michaels delivers a promo against the British Bulldog, arguing that the Bulldog turned his back on the people of New York City the last time he was there. The Bulldog rebuts by saying that he is going to strip Michaels of the Intercontinental title when they face off in the Garden. I hope not because Dean Douglas is supposed to have a pay-per-view title match. If Bulldog were to beat Shawn in the Garden before that pay-per-view, Bulldog already has a match against Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Poor Dean Douglas. Yep. Your card subject to change. Exactly. You got to know that. Uh, Jim Ross confirms that Barry Horowitz will face Dean Douglas next week. 
comma, Sid and Ted DiBiase ran about how they're going to beat up Henry Godwin and Bam Bam Bigelow next week. So next week, are you ready? You get Henry Godwin and Bam Bam Bigelow facing Sid and comma, Bear Horowitz versus Dean Douglas, and Marty Jannetty returns to Superstars. I'm ready for that. Are you ready for Marty that? Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty. I know we saw him last week, but... He was over. He was. He was over last week. He was. So there you go. That's your uh, recap of Superstars. I'm. I I wish these were on the network, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm glad they're not because it doesn't seem like there's anything of any importance that goes on in them. Maybe that's why they're not on the network. Maybe, but something that is important that is not on the network, and that's WCW Saturday Night. WCW Saturday Night. I couldn't find the theme. But it took me a second. I have too many tabs open. That's okay, though. From September 30th, this uh, taping took place September 20th. It's from Atlanta, Georgia. Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heeman calling the action. Dusty Rhodes then comes out to take on his new role as a color commentator. Heenan then demands that Dusty leaves, and when Dusty refuses, Heenan takes a hike, doing a funny bit of giving Shivani and Dusty a bit, a bunch of chances to take him back. That's how you open the show. Why are the commentators so important in WCW? Every show, we're starting and ending with commentators. I'm going to talk more about it on Nitro. Why are they so important? Yeah, it's both companies that seem to yeah. start and end, end particularly mm-hmm. with it, because both hasn't really i mean raw has had time to figure out right. what to do and not fall short with time but yep. that's probably just the crutch that they're living on right there and i don't know i i really don't have a good explanation of why why they're so important but it's good to at least set up yep the the match and at least start with them so i don't mind that too much so the opening match is supposed to be sting defending the u.s title against johnny b bad but johnny b bad does not show up when his music plays as a result, Bad is given even more time to show up. Brian Pillman then comes out and runs down Bad's absence in a discussion with Gene Okerlund. He says that he will be happy to wrestle Sting in his place. We then get our first match of the night as Arn Anderson pinned Mark Starr after a spinebuster in 334. Uh, Shivani announces that Anderson will wrestle Flair on Nitro, so there you go. Uh, introductions are made for the U.S. title shot a second time, but Bad does not show up. Uh, Okerlund vows to get to the bottom of it while Pillman comes out again and repeats his demand to get a title shot. I want to know what Sting's doing during all this. Like, is he just like chilling? Like, yeah, I thought him and Johnny B. Bad were friends. Like, isn't he concerned for his friend? Should um, be. He's probably more concerned about his title. Title first and then title friendship. First. Okay. But, but that's really a missed opportunity there yeah. if Johnny B. Bad doesn't show up. I know. Well, because this is a battle of theme musics right here. Oh, yeah. Those are two of the best. Ever since we've had that appearance on Fall <laughs> Brawl, I, I listen to that quite often. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad's theme. Paul, in our next match, Paul Orndorff beat Barry Houston after a pile driver in 301. Orndorff is demanding that he be billed as Mr. Wonderful and no longer by his real name. So. He is now Mr. Wonderful. Uh, also on this during this match, uh, Dusty makes fun of the Freebirds. Um, so there you go. I don't know why Dusty made fun of the Freebirds, or I don't know. Makes no sense to me, but whatever. It's Dusty being Dusty, I guess. I guess, and Doc <laughs> Hendricks is on the other show, maybe. so maybe. 
In a tape promo, the Giant makes fun of Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and Sting. Kevin Sullivan tells Hogan that his monster truck will be no match for the Dungeon of Doom as the Giant destroys a toy truck to get the message across. And Sullivan warns Hogan not to show up to the upcoming Nitro in Denver. Then go to the Halloween Havoc Command Center, and Hogan and Jimmy Hart cut a promo against the Giant that is a second-rate adaptation of the promo that Hogan cut against Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 4. So have you seen the WrestleMania 4? Just a rip-off. Yeah, just a rip-off. Next match, non-title, the American Males beat the Barrio Brothers when Marcus Bagwell pins Fidel Sierra after a double dropkick in 645. Um, Dusty attempted to put over the international credentials of the Barrio Brothers, saying that they made some major earthquakes on a recent tour of Mexico. There was an earthquake in Mexico recently. Mm. Yeah. Good job. So, that's it for that match. Next match, Sergeant Craig Pittman beat Cobra after a powerbomb in 243. The feud will never end. The feud feud will never end. Between Pittman and Cobra. (sighs) I'm glad we're missing out on some of these. I know, right? We then get a video package hyping Dean Malenko using footage of a match against Jushin Liger in Japan. He says that he looks forward to facing Eddie Guerrero, and we'll see that match on Nitro. Big Bubba Rogers then beats Hacksaw Jim Duggan after hitting him with a tape fist in 420. Um, the reason he got the uh, tape fist was the help of VK Wall Street, who came down and stole Duggan's 2x4. So... There you go on that one. Uh, this was the first time we've seen Wall Street since his loss to Sting. You know, that big superstar who was coming in. Mm-hmm. The debut. haven't seen him since he lost to Sting. Well. Next in a non-title match, it was DDP beating Eddie Jackson after a diamond cutter in 242. Um, the jobber, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackie, Eddie Jackie, not Jackson, got an entrance um, and Dusty was urging female fans to drink their milk so they can look like the Diamond Doll one day. Drink your milk. Dusty, you can't say <laughs> stuff like that. In 95, it was okay. After the match, Dusty says that Paige needs to reconsider who his bodyguard is. So, Because uh, uh, Max Muscle and DDP had some miscommunication. Um, after the match, Okerlund interviews Paige, the doll, and Max Muscle. He complains about not getting the match against Stings today since Johnny B. Bad did not show up. Okerlund hilariously complains about Muscle's inability to answer interview questions in more than one word with a why do we even ask you anything? I agree, yep. me, Gene. Yep. Uh, Ric Flair then beats Frankie Lancaster by submission with the figure four in 244. A sad Shivani tells fans that Sting will face Brian Pillman in tonight's main event because Bad has not appeared. Oh. Tony's so sad about that. You really wanted to see that match? You wanted it. Bad. A video package hypes Eddie Guerrero, who recaps his family background and career in Mexico. Gene then hypes upcoming Nitro, recapping the feud between Savage and Luger. We then get our U.S. title match. Sting beat Brian Pillman after a power slam in five minutes and 24 seconds. Great. That's great. Even though it doesn't fit into the match, Dusty continued making fun of Cobra during this match, arguing that he is getting a message and singing more Morse code. Oh, my goodness. Uh. After the match, Okerlund tries to interview Sting, but Ric Flair comes out, and Flair compares himself to Sting, but Sting takes that as an insult and turns Flair offer to team up down once again. Then Okerlund interviews Johnny B. Bad, who has just showed up to the arena. Bad says that he had a flat tire, lamenting that he could not phone in his absence. TV champion DDP, the Diamond Button Doll, and Max Muscle interrupt with Paige insulting Bad to its face. Muscle says it's a shame that Bad had four flat tires 
with Bab wondering out loud how Muscle knows that, and when he puts two and two together, he decks Paige with the tutti fruity as the show goes off the air. So it was sabotage. Sabotage, yes. Ooh. Yep. But DDP didn't get, or Max Muscle didn't get the title shot for Sting. But I think that they were wanting to. They, they thought they were going to. Mm. That's the whole thing. They thought that it was going to be theirs well, because... see, you, you better know before you sabotage someone else. Right? So, better better planning there by DDP. He's not the smartest. No. He is smart with who he's friends with. That oh, That is very, very true. And who true. he lives next to. Very true. So. Very true. He is smart about that. He is smart about that. And that's probably why Dusty was on commentary now. Probably. Because I was at the first show that Dusty's on commentary. It's all built around DDP. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. All right. You ready to move to the Monday Night War? Yes. I'm ready to go on Mondays. WWF Raw. All right. I'll let that one ride a little bit. I want to give the fans a taste of the music a little bit more. So here we are live, not live, Monday Night Raw, recapping last week's Raw with the Guns winning the tag titles. We then go to our first match. But before we do, we got a recap of last Saturday, WrestleMania 11, the special, which was dumb, I thought. It's already happened. It happened six months ago, too. Why are we recapping it? Mm-hmm. We then get a recap of Kid vs. Razor. The whole feud. We then get a recap of In Your House, um, where it was Douglas versus Razor. Um, and then we get uh, the match Razor versus 1 2 3 Kid. Uh, Razor throws Kid out to the floor. Um, Razor's overpowering Kid. Kid with a hammer lock. Um, but 1 2 3 Kid with some nice kicks in the corner. Um, another set of kit kicks from Kid in the other corner. Razor then catches Kid and hits a fallaway slam for two. Razor catches a kick, but Kid still kicks him for two, and, and Razor kicks out and sends Kid out to the floor. Um, at four minutes and 58 seconds into Raw, mm-hmm. if you listen closely, it sounds like someone burps. It's cutting from the one, two, three Kid to Razor in the ring, and it just sounds like he, all of a sudden you just hear this. Mm. So, see, I did hear did hear a sound, but I, I didn't know if it was just. I thought it was a mine or. No, I heard network feed or or what? Here. I heard something. I thought it was a burp. Go go investigate that yourself. Do some invest. Do some investigative work. Okay. Email us. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Douglas shown in the aisle. Kid then gets punched for a two. Uh, kid with a spin kick for two. Kid with a short leg drop. Uh, two of them. Uh, he misses a big kick and Razor hits a clothesline for a win. And I put a weird end. Just kind of came out of nowhere with the clothesline. But Kid is arguing. He then slaps Razor. But Razor clotheslines him in the corner, and they're still going at it. Razor then with a big hip toss um, and an abdominal stretch. And I guess there's just a second match out of nowhere. Um, Razor bad-mouthing the kid, but kid comes up with a big slap. Um, We go back from the break. We're still going at it. Razor got another win during the break. We didn't even get to see. Kid up top, Razor with a back suplex. Razor signals for the Razor's edge. But instead, he goes for a small package for his third win. Razor then slaps the 1-2-3 kid. The two shake hands. Kids then tries to roll him up for a two. Um, and Razor tries to, like, to hey, roll him up, and the ref counts. Tries to count. What are you doing, ref? 
I uh, guess we're just going to have an unofficial fourth match. Just keep going. Uh, Kid then turned his back on Razor, but Razor didn't attack him, and then they shake hands, and according to commentary, all is resolved. Yeah, uh, Vince praises the kid's spunk. His spunk. For being, trying to beat Razor and wouldn't quit. I did not like this match. He wouldn't quit. We got three matches for the price of one. I don't care. I don't <laughs> want one. Including one pinfall we didn't even see. I don't want one of this match. These two do not have good chemistry as opponents. Uh, they did the first time. Their subsequent matches have not been that great. Well, in you know, even through throughout this match, it was like before we even started the match. Those recaps. Oh, there's so many of so them. So many this week. My gosh, my head started to hurt. Are you trying to fill time, WWF? I mean, maybe, but I was like, for the first four minutes, we already had like four or five recaps already. Mm-hmm. Jeez. We then get Vince and King hyping in your house. We then get a recap of SummerSlam where Barry Horowitz beats Skip. Then we recap last week with Undertaker and Bulldog, because why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like, we then see Hunter Hearst Helmsley backstage, and Vince says something, and Triple H then turns to the camera and goes, fat chance is a response to Vince. Like, he heard Vince. Right. How could he have heard him? There was no TV around him or anything. Well, you know, sometimes Vince, like <laughs> last week uh, in your house, he, he was talking to Brett before the match. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... It's kind of like that. You know, Vince asked Hunter if Barry Horowitz is going to beat him tonight, and that's when Hunter says, Fat chance. Fat chance with the, the weird. He didn't say it like that. But. All right, then we have. I don't even know what to call this. <laughs> it's the Simpson vote line. They're having a call in vote on if OJ is guilty. I put this is so low class, so tasteless, so. It made my skin crawl. It's so carny. Like, uh, I hated it. The WWF fans can call in at a number that is no longer active and can vote yes or no if OJ Simpson is guilty. Each call costs 50 cents, and the proceeds of this is going to benefit the National Exchange Club Foundation for the Prevention of Child Abuse. Only available in Eastern and Central time zones. Yep. Sorry, West Coast. Sorry, West Coast. And uh, kids under the eighteen, age of 18, please have your parents' permission before calling in case under 18-year-olds care about the O.J. Simpson <laughs> exactly. trial. And, and there's no point. Like, there's no right or wrong. You're not eligible to win anything. Like, it's... Well, you're, I, do- you're kind of donating to the National Exchange Club Foundation for the Prevention of Child Abuse. And I'm going to do some research on that because I want to know if that money actually went to them. Spoiler, it probably didn't. Spoiler, it probably didn't. But, you know, this is this is fascinating here, and they talk about it on WCW as well. But, if but they don't keep, have a call-in line. Well, they don't, but they do mention something about the verdict being in. But if people don't know, because there are people that, you know, don't know mm-hmm. that maybe are in the younger generation that, that don't know that this OJ Simpson trial was huge. It was kind of, it created, it created court TV because this oh, yeah. was huge ratings. Every, it swept the country that 
people every day checking yep. in on the OJ trial, the double murder trial of his wife or ex-wife at the time. Ex-wife and her friend. Friend. Friend, lover, friend, whatever, whatever you want to say. But this this was the biggest thing that was going on, on at the time, and it just swept the entire country. You can you can look back at the all the documentaries about it, but that doesn't speak to just how huge the, this trial was. And yes, this poll is pretty classless, but especially in, in hindsight, and I just find them fascinating that this trial they it gets a lot of. I don't want to say jokes. It's joked about here uh, in this time frame in in ninety five because that's I don't know, they're not really treating it as a joke, but they're treating it as I don't know, a gimmick to vote yes or no. I hated it, <laughs> and that's being nice about my true feelings because hate's not a strong enough word. I don't. Vince Vince says tomorrow we get the verdict from the jury, but tonight. We get the verdict from you. But according to WCW, the verdict's already in. Yeah. The it's already in. in. It's in. It is in, but we don't know. It's not announced yet. Should have just had it right there. Anyways. I mean, we will get the results later on tonight, what, oh, what the WWF fans think. And it's very coincidental how it how it played out, but we'll talk about is that at OJ the end. Is OJ guilty, yes or no? Hunter then is spraying stuff in the ring to make it smell better. Um, nice arm bar by Triple H uh, takeover. I think it was a cross arm breaker that would be famous by Alberto Del Rio years later. Is it really worth a double feature? I don't to think see so. This move again? I don't think so. Because <laughs> that's what it got. It did. Uh, nice chain wrestling by the two. Vince says that last week was the most watched Raw in history. Most watched Raw ever. I don't ever. think so. Ever. Um, I'll have to go back and look at my numbers. Uh, Hunter is pointing it out in the corner. Uh, Hunter with a big knee drop. We'd see that a little bit later on in his career as well. Nice suplex from Hunter. Uh, Horowitz then starts fighting back. Uh, gets a sunset flip for two. A nice back elbow from Hunter. Um, it's very hard, by the way, to say Hunter instead of Triple H. Um, he's not Triple H yet. No, he's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, Horowitz with a backslide for two. A big clothesline from Hunter for two. Uh, weird to hear Hunter not being called Triple H, as I just mentioned. Uh, big elbow from Barry Horowitz for two. An abdominal stretch pin for two. Uh, Hunter counters a back body drop with the pedigree for the win. And Lawler says that Hunter learned the pedigree in finishing school. Yes, I appreciated that. Yes. Finishing school. Finishing school. Uh, throughout the match, Vince and King are talking anything else but... Yep. Yep. The match that's yep. going on right now. And Jerry Lawler makes some O.J. Simpson jokes. He wishes Johnny Cochran a happy birthday. Yep. One of the lawyers on O.J.'s team of lawyers. Yep. And then he, uh, Vince, welcomes Pope John Paul II to the shores of America. Great. And then invites him to the charity benefit in Madison Square Garden that WWF is putting on. <laughs> Before I comment on that, let's go back to because I remember the the whole birthday thing to Johnny Cochran, mm -hmm. and then Vince goes who, and he's like, oh, uh, Clarence Mason. Yeah, that's who I meant. That's who I meant. And Vince again goes who? <laughs> he was all over your show last week. You talked about him nonstop last week. Right. What do you mean who? It's Jim Cornette's attorney. And now, nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. You. He was the star of last week's show. We mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And now nothing. Nope. He will come back, though. He will. So Vince hopes that the Pope 
I hope so too. Comes to the charity benefit. I I would love for there to be somewhere a, a picture of the Pope holding the WF title with Diesel. <laughs> that's want, all he was looking for i want that so badly that photo op. that's all he wanted i i hated though right as as we get ready to go to break for this they throw the video of brett versus jpl which will be from the match that we're gonna see later on yeah thanks for telling me it's taped yeah pretty, pretty thanks much. for telling me pretty, pretty much we then come back to pg-13 yes the uswa tag team champions of wolfie d and jc ice travis what did you think of these two young fine gentlemen i didn't care about them at all my next sentence after who they were them, care for them at all next sentence after who they were i put they are awful <laughs> they're pretty bad they look bad they sound bad they wrestle bad but this is the Wolfie D we've been hearing about in the news. It is, yes. About yes. fighting for merch money. And do you know why they got this position, probably? Why? You can thank Jerry Lawler for that, because they're the USWA yeah, tag that. champs. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I kind of figured, figured that. Yep. And at least King knew who they were. Vince didn't even know. He didn't even know. I have that note later on, so let's oh, get into the match. Yes. Uh, I did like their little Russian leg sweep drop kick combo. That wasn't bad. Um, but then I, I, immediately after that, I put these two are not good. Uh, atomic drop, clothesline combo. They did a lot of double team moves. Uh, near fall. Vince not knowing who these two guys are, are is funny because he hired them. <laughs> right. So you can't tell them apart, and they don't really look, don't look anything they don't alike. Anything By like. the way, they're taking on Sonny Rogers and Al Brown. Just so you know. Uh, you, know you know who I thought Al Brown was? <laughs> who? He looked like Chris Hero. It was not. I think Chris I Hero think was, was like 10. I didn't think it was. <laughs> Al Brown had a tattoo on him, and I don't remember Chris Hero having a tattoo. But Chris Hero does, I think, have a little shoulder tattoo. But I, I yeah, like that, though. That's what he looked like, though, to me. Al Brown, a.k.a. Chris Hero, tags in, hits a slam. <laughs> he uh, was all fired up he was. when he came in. He, he had his, he's like, you know what? We have two minutes. We have 45 seconds of offense. It's all going to be me. time to shine. <laughs> I think they top rope bulldog by Wolfie D for a two, a double face crusher, or as Jerry Lawler says, a double dog, and then a tilt a world slam to your partner onto your opponent for the win from PG 13. Not a good match. Um, and then we get another OJ number thing, but the commentary drops out. I really, really, really want to know what Vince said <laughs> because it's just a little bit, and you totally can tell it was cut out. I yeah. want to know what he said that they felt the need to go back and edit it out. Mm -hmm. It was probably just the number. Yeah, it, it was. I imagine so. But my mind raced as soon as I heard that commentary drop out of what is Vince saying about OJ? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We then get uh, a video for next week. It's going to be Yoko, Owen, and the Bulldog versus HBK, Diesel, and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Would you not six say? Men. Would you not say six of the biggest stars in the company? Yes. I, I mean, right. I can't think of anyone. I mean, maybe if you wanted to throw Mabel. Right. I, that is that yeah. is the sixth biggest right now. They're stacking it. Mm -hmm. They're stacking. They're mm -hmm. trying. The, the the ratings. You know, they always say it doesn't matter, and you know, we were just trying to do what we wanted. But you don't throw this out as a main event. Mm -hmm. If you're not a little concerned about those ratings. Well, yeah, but they shouldn't. WWF shouldn't be concerned because they they won the ratings big last week. And we will see WCW's response and what they're going to be airing next week 
mm-hmm. to that because they themselves have a pretty nice show lining up as well. Yeah, but see, WWF didn't know that. Yep, because it's taped. Well, but they could have because these could have been done, like, um, put in there not taped whenever the show was taped, but they could have been taped afterwards. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. still wouldn't have known because WCW was live. So right. We're going to get a recap of Brett versus JPL. If you don't know, that's Jean-Pierre Lafitte at the In Your House. I, I think, love that we're calling him that. You like that? JPL. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Doc then with a girl doing a shop commercial, and the girl looks like she is not 18. No, she's very not. concerned. Sandy, Sandy is not of age. <laughs> I wanted to call her parents and let her know, right. let them they, know that know? she's she's with Doc she's Hendricks. On, she's on national television <laughs> with Doc Hendricks. He has her arm around her and everything, but... Call 1-800-TITAN-911. Phone, phone number is no longer active, Aww. but the T-shirt is only available after tonight. It is going away forever. $16. It can be yours, plus three ninety-five shipping and handling. And it was a Bret Hart T-shirt, and it was not that great of a no, shirt. No, it wasn't. Not worth no, it. No, no, no. Save your money. And that they'll toss in a classic videotape. Oh, man, those classic video blank tapes. But... Bret Hart's t-shirt only here, $16. Yeah. Shawn Michaels merch, and even the In Your House shirt was more than this. Hmm. They're just trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Probably. They're just trying to get rid of it. Probably. There, That right there is a planted seed for the hatred exactly. of Bret and Vince. Yep. It started right there. Yep. Right there at that moment. Yep. You can blame Sandy yep. for it. <laughs> Poor Sandy. She didn't ask for this. She was abducted by yeah. Doc. Uh, oh, abducted. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so we get our next match, Brett versus JPL. And I put this in my notes. Why is this match happening again? Brett beat him cleanly. Why is it happening again? JPL wanted another crack at him. If I was Brett, I would have said no. I already beat you. got nothing Brett, left to prove. Brett it welcomes all comers here. I did put that Brett, I think, had a louder reaction than Diesel did last week. When Brett came out, I think his pop was bigger. Yeah, he did than have Diesel's. a good he did have a good reaction, and we have Bret Hart come into the ring, and he has pyro. The yep. pyro's going off, and another GD recap. Yep. Uh, this time of SummerSlam. SummerSlam '92. Right. Not even at Wembley Stadium. Yes. And at the time, I'm like, I, I put, why are we getting this video? But then I remembered. That Brett is going to be at Survivor Series. He's going to face the winner of Bulldog versus Diesel for the WWF title at Survivor Series. So I think they were trying to set up that Bulldog's already beaten Brett. They may face off again at Survivor Series. Maybe. That's the only thing I'm thinking. But get this recap later. Yes. When we actually have the picture becomes clear. Yes. It's unnecessary here. and <laughs> We've already had enough recaps. Oh, yeah. We've got see. a lot of recaps tonight. Uh, JPL on top of Brett in the early going. Big clothesline from JPL. You could have called it a clothesline from hell from JPL. Uh, JPL with a big running elbow. Another big elbow. Uh, Brett moves. JPL then goes out to the floor. Uh, Brett then slams JPL into the steps, which is what we saw earlier in the night. Right. And he caught a, a, the, almost the corner. Yeah. Of it so it didn't look been, good. So that could have been dangerous if it got... Right on his back like that. Brett counters JPL and hits a second rope clothesline. Brett then gets thrown onto the top rope. And at this point in my notes, I noted that these two work very well together. I like their matches. Mm -hmm. And then I put, go figure. Brett has chemistry with a fellow Canadian. Right. You can only have good matches with fellow Canadians. Well, you know, Brett was notorious for giving a lot to even people that don't even deserve it, like JPL. 
does, and he can have a good match with anybody. And uh, I like how they keep saying that Monsoon is home, even though he was there last week, mm-hmm. and this was recorded then. Right. But I guess he wasn't live last week. It was just in a video with Cornette and Clarence Mason. Didn't he come out to hype the In Your House? He did come out to hype them In Your House. You're very right, Travis. So, so yeah, he was there. Don't lie to me, WWE. But they're trying to give the illusion. Don't lie to Then don't show videos of a match that hasn't happened yet. Or don't make it look like the same arena. Same exact so. arena. <laughs> There's lots of ways you can get around this. Uh, although I did like how they quit talking all the the topical stuff for their tape shows. That was a complaint about early Raws we had done about that I had about how it was, oh, did you see the football game yesterday? And you could clearly tell it was dubbed over, and it, I just felt it was unnecessary. They've kind of gotten I mean, away from that a little bit. Yeah, besides the throwing in the OJ, OJ yeah. stuff. A big clothesline from JPL. However, he does not go for the pin. Diving headbutt from JPL for two. Um, and I think, and I believe I'm right, this is our first Brett match on Raw. You might be right. Yep. Yeah. Because Brett was at SummerSlam, but then he was, wasn't on anything until In Your House. Yeah, so and this will be our first. Because first he was filming Lonesome, Lonesome Dove. Dove. Yes. Uh, two count for JPL after jumping on Brett's back. Uh, Brett was draped over the ropes. Big splash in the corner by JPL. Uh, Brett with a small package for two, but JPL with another clothesline. Back from break to a leg drop for two by JPL. Uh, sidewalk slam by JPL. Uh, JPL then goes up top, but misses the leg drop. Brett with a few punches, but JPL with a body block for two. Um, and onto the floor, Brett gets thrown into the steps, and Lawler is yelling and laughing at Brett because it happens right in front of the commentary table. Yeah, and he says, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to keep my m- mouth shut on that one. <laughs> yeah. Knowing Jerry Lawler's past. It's happening. Keeping... Yeah, it's happening right in front yes. of him here, and he's getting very excited about JPL dominating yep. Bret Hart here. But then JPL gets countered with an atomic drop, and then we go through the motions with Bret. Clothesline, punch to the stomach, Russian leg sweep for two, backbreaker, second rope elbow for two. Uh, Bret, though, does get caught with the running Samoan drop for a two. Um, Bret then gets back suplex. JPL going up top, but Bret stops him. Bret with a top rope superplex. And I did hate at this point, I felt the camera was cutting to Lawler way too much throughout this match. Yeah, especially it got towards, me out of it. Especially towards the end here, mm-hmm. it did cut a lot to 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 King. Brett then puts on the sharpshooter for the win, but I noted still no tapping. I'm gonna make reference of when the first tap is. Right, JPL surrenders yes. instead of submits yes. or taps. I yep. guess you would say. But, yeah, we don't get a visual tap. We just only can assume he gave up. Brett then goes outside the ring. He's bad-mouthing Lawler. Lawler gets out on top of the table. Brett then goes after King. Uh, King uh, hits him, or Brett hits him into the crowd, but Isaac Ankum attacks him from behind and hits the DDT on the floor. And at this point, the crowd starts chanting for Diesel. They want Diesel. Diesel for the save. I'm sure that ate it, Brett. I'm sure he hated that. (laughs) They wanted Big Daddy Cool. Where is he? By the way... Does Brent have a match at the In Your House coming up? It hasn't been announced, has it? No. I don't That's think in it does. Canada. Why doesn't Brent have a match in Canada? That would make sense. That for would make sense for Brent. Probably to... he'd probably be over there. Why wouldn't you have waited to have this match until Canada or what they're going to announce for next week in Canada at the pay per view? Well, you can't have two Canadians because what if they 
cheer JPL. Okay, then what about the match that we're getting next week, right? What's next week? Well, not next week. We're getting in a few weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that should be at the pay-per-view. Right. We don't find that out yet yeah, until we, after yes. commercial. But yep. Diesel, I guess he's just in he's the busy. back chilling with his, hey, you know, with his buddy, Sean. I got to get paid extra for that. Like I ain't going out there and helping <laughs> Brett. He's not in the click. He got he got better things to do. Kev. Better things to do. Uh, back and Vince and Lawler chatted up, and then we say we hear that Monsoon called in, and he's making Brett versus Isaac Yankum in a cage in a few weeks. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> just sometime in the future. Why not have that match at the pay per view? Right. That that would that would make that would make a lot of sense. Vince uh, is then talking with Lawler, and he says the word provocation, which I don't know made me laugh so hard. Hey, Jerry Lawler was just doing his job, and Bret Hart comes over yeah. and punches him right in the eye. It was all Bret's fault. We then get a cornet promo with the heels, a very generic promo from the heels. Nothing, nothing really here, right? Did you make any notes about the heel promo? They're going to finish him once and for all. Okay, great. Very generic. <laughs> uh, we then go to the faces who cut a very generic promo from the faces, but I do like Shawn Michaels' reaction to The Undertaker talking about burying them alive, and he's just kind of like, uh, like, well, I, I don't know about this. So, And, you know, yeah. Big Daddy Cool just got the eyebrow raised yeah, yeah. and looking all cool. I'm cool. the champ. <laughs> yeah. I'm the champ. Yeah. Paul Bear's facial expressions when yep. Sean was talking and Undertaker says that they're they're gonna be vultures scrapping the rotting carcasses of the eels. Weird combination of these three. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put Undertaker in with really anyone. Right. With this character, mm-hmm. let alone goofy Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but they said I can't remember if it was Diesel or Shawn, but they're they're the champs, so they can do whatever, do whatever they, they want. want. Yep. Undertaker doesn't need the help, but they just wanted to. They just wanted to help him. They just yeah. wanted to. But Undertaker finishes with, "When the night falls, so will you." Ooh, ominous. Where's rest and peace? Not yet. Not yet. You gotta. End we it with save rest those peace. for the big big moments. Not a taped, is not big. a taped raw six man main. Not event. a house show main event that was on tape. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> if you think about it, okay. If you if you think about it, I don't know if next week's live or not. I don't think it is because mm. I. So this crowd has already so. seen all six of these guys come out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting a lot of reaction. Right, we mentioned how hot they were last week yep. for you know smoking guns, winning, yep. and nowhere near were, as hot this week. No, no, no. they were a little tame. Uh. The moment you've been waiting for all night. We're going to yes, get the results, the results are in. from the OJ thing. 49% guilty, 51% not guilty. Mm. How weird is it that it's almost an even split? Mm-hmm. Weird. And they barely had time to vote. No kidding. You had like 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> not much time at all. But the WWF fans have spoken. Yes. OJ, 51%, not guilty. So you know that... Uh, there was at least a couple of the people in the jury room who were WWF fans. Right. Right. You know that now. Right. Um, we then get a video. Vince says it's a video recap highlighting all of tonight's actions. The best and it's moment of the best night. Best moments of the night. And it's just Brett hitting all there into the front row. I thought that was kind of funny. I would have found it funny if he wouldn't have said best of the night or best moments of the night. But I think he put an S. He did. 
that's one moment. And yeah. it wasn't even during a match. No. If that's the best moment. To show King getting punched. If that's the best moment of your whole night, though, that's a bad show. It's getting, it's just a, a joke. And I put uh, no, King. nowhere near as good as last week's Raw. But it's only fitting that this show ends with a recap. Oh, of course. There is nothing more fitting than that. Please stop with all the recaps next week. We need week. at least 15 more recaps Please, next no. week, I think. No. We need at least five more. No. God. Right. Travis, are you ready for some Nitro? Ready yeah. to blast off? Yeah, let's do it. WCW Monday Nitro live from Denver. Denver, Colorado. We open the show with Mongo, Eric Bischoff, and Bobby Heenan, and the little ratty dog has his eyeballs popping out, and I already want to turn it off. Mongo is in his Harley Davidson jacket. Yep. And Pepe. That he borrowed from Eric Bischoff because it was a Probably. little small. Yeah. Yep. Pepe is called Wild Thing. For some reason, with his eyeballs popping. Can he out. wrestle yet? Who, Pepe? No, Mongo. Oh. Later on, Mongo has the dog stuffed in his jacket. <laughs> if you look close, I think that's where the dog was. I, I, I don't know. But bef- before they even get a really chance to, to say anything, Ric Flair just shows up and says that he's coming for double A, and I thought that match was next. Nope. That was just, he's coming for him. But it shows you that anything can happen. That Flair can just come up to the announce and just takes Eric's headset. It shows that anything can happen, but not anything should happen. <laughs> There's a difference. I mean, Flair just basically says he's coming for, for Arn Anderson tonight. We then get Travis's favorite thing, a video recap of Savage and Luger from a few weeks ago. Well, luckily I watched the show before <laughs> before Raw. Then we get, I, I did the opposite. So by this point, I was really tired of looking at video ca- recaps. It was a recap and they missed the two jobbers trying to I save know. Savage. What the hell? But then we get Luger coming in and Bobby Heenan spoils Luger yeah. coming in. Yeah. He's been doing it since day one. Right. You thought it was something they did in 96. Nope. But nope. nope. He did Already it before spoiled that. It. Uh, so then we get our first match of the night. Luger versus Savage with Luger's career on the line. Bischoff says to call the hotline to hear raw results. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He calls it. Eric Bischoff also calls it the opening main event. The opening main event. That's not how that works. No. Although, give it another, you know, uh, 14 years and WWE would uh, adopt that same theory when they would have the Royal Rumble winner in the main event first match uh, for the world title. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Is this a main event anywhere else in the world? I think it's a main event. Well, it already is a main event, I guess. Everywhere in the world. I did like Agreed. Macho Man's Pyro. The little mm-hmm. spinny firework thingies. They were cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then get a tie up to start the match and they tie up and they continue to tie up and they keep tying up and then they fall out to the floor and they're still tied up and then we go to break yes but before this Uh-oh. I made a couple of notes it's I'm ready savage I like his outfit yes it's nice and colorful tonight yes. and we have a as savage is getting in the ring WCW where the big boys play so you take a take drink take a drink yep and Hulk Hogan is on his way to the arena. That's right. They're in constant contact with him. He's on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bischoff says they're tied up with each other. They're tied up like two pit bulls. And I said, no, Eric, dogfighting <laughs> is not encouraged. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. 
And also the pit bulls are on. That's where I thought show. you were going. They're on the other show. They're tied Eric. up like two pit bulls. Where's Gary and Anthony? <laughs> They're on the other show, Eric. Although they were the ECW tag champs, I couldn't. I would imagine he was trying to get him to come in and throw it in the trash, right? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Savage back. It in already the, is trash. Uh, oh wow! Savage back in the ring as we come back. I wish that they come back from commercial and they still would have been locked <laughs> up. That's what I was hoping for. I would have. It would have been okay. But if you're watching this with the commercials, you know that they have already reached a count of ten. They would have had to have reached a ten count. They could have got back in the ring, <laughs> still locked up. Luger leaps over the top rope, which I thought was a nice display of athleticism from Luger. Luger then pushes Savage into the corner. Luger then slaps Savage, which they say is a receipt. Uh, Savage. Well, and when we came back from commercial, like Mongo and Bischoff said they were fighting on the outside yeah. the whole entire break. And what do I, I guess the cameras that? are turned off during turned commercials. Off. I would have yeah. liked to have seen yeah. this outside action. It wouldn't be the first time WCW lied about stuff that was happening that didn't really happen that yeah. they conveniently don't have any video evidence of. Yeah. Uh, Savage then attacks Luger. Savage tries a small uh, suplex on the floor, but Luger counters with a neck breaker on the floor. Uh, Savage with a small package for two. Luger with a big press slam. Savage counters a hip toss with a backslide attempt, but Luger is stronger. Savage does get him down, but Luger gets his foot on the rope to prevent the backslide from f- falling forward, which I thought was Luger using his head there. Using his head, but that's I think that's a little heelish. I think it is heelish. And when Luger did that military press, yep. it got all that some booze. It did. Uh, Luger gets a backside of his own for two. Both men collide and go down the middle of the ring, and I thought we were going to get a run in at this point. We do not. Savage is up uh, first, goes up top, gets countered. However, he throws Luger out to the floor, hits the double axe handle onto the floor, the famous Savage double axe handle. Savage with a slam on... Savage uh, slams Luger on the top of the guardrail. Luger then sends Savage into the post. Savage with the knee to the back of Luger. Luger gets thrown into the ref, though, and the ref goes down. Um, No, a ref bump. I know. One match in. You can't even give us one match. Ref bump. Savage goes up top, hits the elbow. He gets the visual three count, which doesn't matter for anything, but it does keep, you know, him. him. One, two, three, yep. four. Giant five. is then making his way down. Giant with a choke slam to Savage, and then he slides out of the ring as coolly and as calmly as the Giant can. Giant, um, Luger then picks up Savage, puts him in the rack. Luger gets the win. Why don't you just pin him? I, that's what I was like. Why Why pick him up and go for the rack? He's dead weight. It didn't make right. Luger look any better. Yeah. He is. He, he, he is dead weight. Yeah, he he's was. And it, it made Luger look like, oh, he's not as strong just as he... pin him, man. Yeah, he's not as strong as go he actually is. We then get Saturday Night Hype. Duggan will take on Big Bubba. Arn Anderson and Pillman versus Buck and Slater. Plus, we will find out why Johnny B. Bad missed his U.S. title shot, even though... We were already told why Johnny B. Bad missed his U.S. title shot on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bischoff. Get that update, though. Yep. 605. 605, Eastern of course. It's always 605. Uh, Disco's music is then playing. Disco was out in the entryway dancing. It wasn't on air. It wasn't Bischoff's on his sheet. run sheet. You know, anything can happen. Where, where is it? All of a sudden, Disco's music Disco's starts. music, yeah. Uh, however, out comes Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie just kind of says, leave. <laughs> like, go. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have an actual wrestling match now. Yeah, uh, I liked Eddie's theme. I always oh, liked yeah. his WCW yep. theme. I always like it. And he's coming down in WCW where the big boys play. Take another shot. Take a drink. Um, Not a shot. A drink. Just a drink. Just a drink. Yeah. Uh, we then get our next matchup: Guerrero versus Malenko. And I put, will it be as good as their ECW match? Right. We just saw them. 
you know, in the main event. Mm-hmm. Two out of three falls. Yep. And now you're on the second match of a Nitro. Yeah. Welcome to WCW. <laughs> yes. We get, How the mighty have fallen. We get a video recap of Guerrero pinning Jushin Thunder Liger with, on main event with Dusty and Tony on the call. And it's so WCW. It just made me hey, feel good. Tony Schiavone calls the Agro Frog Splash a mm. jackknife. That was its name. The jackknife? That's what it was called. Yes. No. Yes. It was called the jackknife. The jackknife. It is That's a frog splash, my friend. It is, but it his specifically was called the jackknife. Oh, yes. I don't like that. I didn't say I liked it. I'm just stating <laughs> facts. Because in one of the games, I think it was WCW versus the World, which would come out early '96, I believe. Eddie was in the game, and his finisher in the game was the jackknife. Hmm. And I thought it was a power bomb, and nope, right. it's the frog splash. Hmm. I think that's a little subtle oomph at WWF that like we have a mid carter who flies through the air and does your champion's finisher. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's too much thinking. Maybe there. they lock up and square off. We get a test of strength with a bridge from Malenko Guerrero that lands on his feet from a monkey flip. Uh, wrestling too fast to call, too fast to put in my notes. These two just have such great chemistry with each other. Um, Malenko with a big dropkick. Bischoff kick. tries to call every move. Oh, he does. He talking really fast. Yeah. And so he likes this talk when he's talking really fast and tries to call every move. It's kind of like the, what he did with the karate mm-hmm. last week with Curacao. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we get a head scissor by Malenko, but instead we need to cut to Hogan coming into the arena. And I put, I wish we could have watched a great match that was happening, but instead we got to go to Hogan and Jimmy Hart with a promo in the parking lot. And basically Hogan says that he wants giant tonight. Yeah, but before Hogan gets that, that made me mad. Arena, but go ahead. Uh, Mongo is puzzled at where Dean Malenko came up with these a thousand and one holds. Oh yeah, he's heard of. He's heard of a book with a one hundred one different sex positions, but not a thousand and one holds. Yeah, We're Bischoff sure. tells Heenan to leave that one alone. Leave that one alone. Yep, yep. Good call. We Not come, me. He wasn't going to say anything. We come back from the Hogan promo that absolutely had to be inserted into this great match. Um, and we get a headlock by Malenko. Malenko with a snapmare for two. Malenko gets sent to the floor by Guerrero. Guerrero with a slam to Malenko. Guerrero up top. Big cross body out to the floor. And Bischoff says a suicidal move right there. And it made me think, where is Sabu? <laughs> he was on the right. second episode. We haven't seen him since. Where is he? Right. Uh, Guerrero then hits a brain buster. Guerrero goes up top, but Malenko counters the frog splash by putting up his knee. Uh, Guerrero, however, gets the win with a counter roll-up. Good match, but I wish we could have seen more of it. I wish it was a little longer and we didn't have the Hogan promo. Right. The the announcers were definitely more concerned yep. with the Hogan arriving to the arena rather than this outstanding, well, it wasn't outstanding, but this good match between two guys that can actually wrestle in the ring. Compared to everything else we've seen on Nitros, this is probably one of the best matches we've seen yet mm-hmm. as, pure as, as far as pure wrestling goes. I don't understand why you couldn't just put where you had the little disco spot, put Hogan arriving there. Right. Why did it have to be in the middle? Why did it have to be in the middle of the match? Mm-hmm. You put that before the match, I'm okay with it. I know you couldn't do it afterwards because afterwards Mean Gene will interview him. It's it's live. It's live. We don't know. It, he he just Shut arrives in the middle off. the middle of a match. 
<laughs> we don't know. Malenko does say at the end that he wants a rematch, and Eddie says, you got it, and they shake on it. So be prepared for that rematch. Yeah, and I also said that uh, the fans really weren't into it. No, they weren't, but they don't know who these guys are. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, Eddie's only been on TV for a couple times, mm -hmm. and you'd have to be tuned in because he was on main event that, that one time. And they had uh, promo packages on Saturday night, but, you know, right. again, those and, are just video packages. Well, I, this was Dean Malenko's television debut. Mm -hmm. So, and you'd have to be a hardcore fan, you know, no pun intended, to right. know who these two guys are, and that's why the, and it suffered with the reaction debuting in denver mm -hmm. i know ecw does not have tv no. rights in denver so no. there's no way that people there unless like you said they're hardcore tape traders they don't know mm -hmm. who these guys yeah. are right we then come back from break and mean gene is in the ring and he welcomes us to the rocky mountains the mile high city and america I didn't know to know <laughs> like, that. What too. are you doing? Welcome to the Rocky Mountains. Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome to the Mile High City. Welcome to America. And then out comes Hogan, but he doesn't say, Here comes Hulk Hogan. It's like he says, Welcome to America. And then Hulk Hogan's music starts. Like Hogan is the definition of America. Hogan is America. There you go. And he is American made. Hogan is out in his neck brace with Jimmy Hart. Uh, big pop for Hogan. Uh, Hogan says that last night he was with a little Hulkamaniac who's getting ready for a double lung transplant, but he wanted Hogan to show up here and take down the giant, and that's why Hogan is here. He calls him a little Hulkamaniac. Yep. Uh, Jason Pittman yep. is his name. Yep. And I guess he told Hogan to belly up to the bar yeah. and face the giant. <laughs> he's a little... Why he's a little... I'm assuming a little kid well, maybe telling you to belly up to the bar. Maybe he's just a little in stature. Maybe, maybe, but <laughs> maybe yeah. it's the one that Hogan sang about on his on a CD. Maybe that's who it was. It, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is that famous Hogan. The famous CD Hogan CD that we, we have personally uh, yes. listened to. Uh, Hogan then rips off his shirt and gives it to a fan in the audience. Well, yeah, he said he's gonna rip apart the giant like yep. the T-shirt, but. He's not rushing back to no. the locker room at all. He's slapping hands with fans. And he didn't really rip the shirt that well either. He's kind of like, ugh. Mm. Um, he says he's going to the back to go after Giant. Uh, Hogan then gets powder in his eyes by a fan. The fan then hits Hogan with a cane, took out Jimmy Hart, Giant and Zodiac out, and that is when the fan who is a woman is revealed to be Kevin Sullivan. I thought this was hilarious when, when Mean Gene, when Kevin Sullivan throws powder in Hogan's eye, <laughs> Mean Gene says, wait, what is this? There's a woman <laughs> with a cane. Here's here's the bad thing. I would have found this funny. This is the second time that a wrestler has dressed up as a woman in WCW to get Hulk Hogan. This year. <laughs> this year. It was There's back a at, woman. It was either January or February. Ric Flair dressed up in drag and attacked Hulk Hogan as a fan. Mm-hmm. You can only go to the well so many times. I know that there's a saying that if it happened more than three months ago, wrestling fans forget. Right. But how can you forget seeing a hulking wrestler in drag? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty weak uh, cane <laughs> shot to Jimmy Hart. Yes, too, it was. Uh, proving why the Taskmaster sucks. Yep. Uh, Bobby Heenan says that's no woman. That's Norman Bates. <laughs> okay. Giant does take off Hogan's neck brace, and he twists Hogan's neck again. Sullivan then starts shaving off Hogan's mustache. Well, it can't be good for you if you have your neck broken yeah. twice in yeah. a matter of weeks. Not good. I mean, I guess it affects normal humans, but not no, Hulk American-made Hulk Hogan. 
Or maybe it'd actually be a good thing to get your neck broken twice because maybe after the first time it still hadn't healed yet all the way. So the second time probably didn't hurt that bad. Probably. There's nothing there to break. He he didn't really convulse. <laughs> no. On Matt, like, no, the, the first, first time. time was worse. Yeah. So it made the second time okay right. because yeah. there wasn't as much there to he damage. might be onto something yeah. there, Dr. Eric. Uh, the American males try to help out, but they get choke slammed. The nasty boys come out. Uh, and they both get choked slammed. But we're told that the American males were supposed to face off against the Nasty Boys in a tag title match. If I'm the Nasty Boys, even though I know they're Hogan's boys, I wouldn't have come out. Mm-hmm. I would have just waited and been like, no, I'm facing the American males for the tag titles. Let us go get that win. Right. right. And the crowd popped for when the Nasties ran yep. down. I yep. was like, I didn't know that they were so over in Denver. And then uh, Zodiac has scissors. And Sullivan is telling him to cut Hogan's hair, but Zodiac keeps saying no. Why? I don't know. He had the scissors, and Sullivan's like, cut his hair. And he's like, no. If You know the Zodiac character, he can say yes or no. That's it. That's all he can say. And he kept saying no, and Sullivan would go, yes, and no, yes, no. And he never cut, even though the announcers say he cut Hogan's hair, they never cut Hogan's hair. Nah, Zodiac did not to. cut his hair. He's going to. <laughs> they should have had Zodiac shave off Hogan's mustache. Well. Because of an old gimmick. I'm not letting. Don't worry. It will pay <laughs> off, Travis. Don't worry. There's a reason why Zodiac did not attack Hulk Hogan. But I thought this was a, a good a good touch that they shaved off his mustache. One of. Yep. It was an iconic mustache. Yep. And they're taking an identity. They're breaking Hogan's neck again. They're shaving yep. off his mustache. And again, Giant looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Doing these choke slams to the males and nasties. Yeah. He's so. just attacking everyone. And it makes you go, it, it puts that, that doubt in your head of how can Hulk Hogan beat this guy? Like, right. no one can yep. stop him. This is a legitimate yep. threat of him. He can yep. beat him. Uh, we then get Arn versus Flair. Arn Anderson's already in the ring, which is not good for him. <laughs> Bischoff then asks where Luger was to help Hogan, but I want to know where is Sting? This is two straight right. weeks of no Sting coming out to help these fellow good guys right. that he says are his friends. Mm-hmm. In the war games? In match, war dude? games, yeah. Where is Sting? Mm. Sting has gone AWOL. Forget Vader. Right. Sting has gone AWOL. Right. Where is he? Yeah. He's living on Saturday Night Purgatory. He is. He's just stuck over there. He is. Facing Johnny B. Bad. Well, when Bischoff questions where Luger was, Mongo has the answer. He may have been in the back eating a snow cone or something. Oh. A snow cone. A snow cone in October. Of course. <laughs> the snow what? cone. Why didn't I put that together? Of course it was a cone. snow cone. Oh, my. Ric Flair is out for the match, and he's in yellow, and I thought it just looked really weird. He's walking to the ring with purpose, man. He, he was. He means business. No styling and profiling. But Ric Flair in yellow just does not. That's Those are Hogan's colors. Rick, you can do the blue. You can do red, white, black. Don't put yourself right. in yellow. Yeah. Uh, Flair with a big chop, a punch, a chop. Arn with a backdrop for two. Arn then stomps on the arm. Flair with a chop to Arn in the corner. Flair then struts. Flair's a little bit of your styling and profiling. Mm-hmm. Arn then with a big eye rake. Uh, Flair goes up and over, but Flair drops the top rope, sends Arn out to the floor, which again shows the the psychology of the two of them. It's a callback from yep. Fall Brawl, too. Yep. Um, Arn then gets sent into the rail. Flair with a few more chops. Uh, Arn with another eye poke. I called this chops versus eye poke, the match. 
because um, there was a lot of both of those. There was. Uh, Flair gets back dropped onto the floor. Arn then sends Flair face first into the rail. Uh, Bischoff starts talking about the Rockies facing the Braves in the wild card and the Mariners going to New York. And I put this is very weird for Bischoff to be talking about real sports. Trying Just, to be timely. Congratulating the Rockies. You can kind of get the Rockies thing. They're in Denver, and it's but, against the Braves. But what I want to know is, yes, if it's against the Braves, they're probably showing it on TBS. Why not plug what time the game is? Right. Maybe they, they didn't, didn't know. Maybe yet. they didn't know. Right. Arn then gets a spine buster uh, to flare for a two. So Arn, your finisher does not work. Good luck. Uh, another pin for two. Um, Arn then has the arm of Flair. Flair with a sleeper hold. Arn counters with a sleeper of his own. Flair with a back suplex. Arn with a back elbow. Uh, Flair then hits a back elbow of his own. Flair with a figure four, but Arn is in the ropes. Uh, Arn counters a top rope attempt by Flair. Arn then gets back dropped onto the floor. Um, and I put at this point, sorry, but these two have no chemistry as opponents. No chemistry? No chemistry as opponents. I do not like when Flair and Arn face off. They just don't flow. Well, I think this could be time constraints. It could be I, TV main event. That's I just, why I chalked it up to be. I just think this match was very sluggish. It wasn't pretty. I th- it, like. I thought they were just rushing. Yeah. To get their shit in. Flair blocked yeah. the DDT at one point. Yeah, and but before that, a little bit before that, mm-hmm. and then when I was talking about the OJ thing, they oh they yeah mentioned to tune in to CNN. Oh, the verdict is in. Of course of they the did. OJ Simpson trial. Cross tune promote. In. Yeah, tune Cross in to CNN. Uh, Flair blocks the DDT. Flair now punches Arn. Arn now on the second rope, but Flair counters with a chop. Flair goes for the figure four in the center of the ring, and then Brian Pillman comes down, splashes Ric Flair, and we the ref rang for the bell before Pillman actually hit Flair. So I don't know if Arn gave up. That's what it sounded like the announcers were saying. Yeah. But if I'm Arn Anderson and I see Brian Pillman up there, I would not give up. Right. I don't care how much pain I was in. I would have just waited till he splashed Flair because you're gonna, you're losing no matter what. Yeah. It did look like to me that Arn submitted. Arn gave and up. You just hold on a few more seconds, yeah. and your boy's gonna come in and splash Flair, yep. and it doesn't really make a lot of sense nope. that. That that would be the outcome of the match. Flair then gets double teamed by Pillman and Arn, and the commentators talk about how Flair has no friends and he's all alone. Flair gets beaten down, and Pillman then looks right at the camera, and gives us a woo and a four horsemen sign, and that that's it for that segment. We go to yeah. break. He's talk. They talk about the announcers talk about how Flair is on an island. He mm-hmm. has no friends, and if you're an island, you're in trouble. We all know what happened to Atlantis. <sighs> It was probably Mongo. That's, that's it was Mongo who said it. Don't say probably. You know who it was. <laughs> We're back, and Bischoff says that Bonkwinkle has made Arn versus Flair in a cage next week in Chicago. Yeah, steel cage. So they counter WWF's cage with Brett and uh, Yankum with a cage of their own. That's in a couple weeks. Right, they're getting Yankum. the one up on them. Right. One up on the cage. So then that way, whenever people go to WWF, they'll be like, ah. Oh, my God. I never it's thought not, of that. It's not that great of a cage match. We just saw one. I never yep, yep. thought of that. Wow. Yeah. Especially since they're taped. Now, what I'm going to be interested in is, does the Brett Yankum match happen before the next live Raw? Because if it doesn't, then someone Stooge and Bischoff on the results, and they right. knew a cage match was coming, so they obviously promoted their own. 
Yeah, I, w- I think when they when they say like several weeks, that would mean that this is the next set, set of tapings. Of tapings. Yeah. This one would be live that cage match. Yep. So I I haven't looked too far ahead, but I looked at, at the picture on the network for next week. Mm-hmm. It looks like the same yeah. arena. But I think you, they're you can't tell with the one picture live here. and then three weeks taped. I think yeah. is what WWE right. is right now. Yeah. Um, and put I don't like the announcers ending the show. It just. I just don't like it. And it was something big, fun, you know, that you could have so ended the show with the flare beat down. Flare right. beat down, Pillman and Arn go up the aisle. Call That's it good. A, yeah. Yeah, show I a agree. graphic for next week with the cage match and the graphics that they already have made up of the other matches we're going to see and call it good. You don't need right. to go back to the commentary booth. Yeah, I agree. These are very weird endings to, to some of these shows. You think of WCW's peak of mm-hmm. ending with chaos and stuff is way better right. than these endings. But, uh, again, I, they're still trying to find their way on live TV. So next week on Raw, we're going to have the big six-man tag match. Next week on Nitro, we're getting Arn versus Flair in the cage. Sting makes his Nitro return after missing for two weeks to take on mm-hmm. Shark. Sabu will face Mr. JL, another person... How funny is it in my Nitro notes? I say, where's Sabu and where's Sting? And they're both going to be on next, next week's week. show. Yeah. And Good Hawk wish. versus Big Bubba. Yeah. I mean, I guess Chicago, you got to trot out a Road Warrior. You got to. So, that's Still, I'm not looking forward there. to that match. <laughs> and we get to take a drink to close out the show of course because they say where the big boys the play big boys play you got to get it in there every chance you can all right travis so we've gone through both shows mm-hmm. what do you think is the uh your show of the week my show of the week which one do you think is the better show between nitro and raw yeah i I had Nitro as the better show. You have Nitro. I'll put mm-hmm. you down, Travis, for Nitro. I had the highlights of Nitro being Eddie versus Dean Malenko and the Giant dominating once again. The The low light is the announcers caring more about Hulk Hogan than the Eddie See, versus Malenko. That match. Hogan thing really annoys me. Mm-hmm. It really does because it's a great match. I really... I thought the Brett JPL match, while not as good as their match from In Your House, I thought it was still a very good match on the Raw side. Right. I kind of wanted to give it to Raw just to spite Nitro for interrupting that Malenko Guerrero match, having Disco Inferno come out and do absolutely nothing, and Hulk Hogan just just being Hulk Hogan. And not having Sting come out and try to help him. But I can't give the win to a show that has a jobber match with Barry Horowitz and PG-13 on it. Yep. I just can't. Right. And 15 Rays Ramon versus 1-2-3 kid matches. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And not to mention all the recaps and the yeah. OJ uh, oh, the pull. OJ thing. Yep, Raw can't the, win. Raw cannot win. Vote line. Is nope. What it was called, I almost so. forgot about that. Raw can't so, win. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to have our first time where we didn't agree, but we we still agree. Mm-hmm. So, Nitro gets the win this week. Nitro has won three out of the four, mm-hmm. which goes along with what we've said. So, 
that I think will wrap it up for this week. Next week, it's another normal week. We're going to have our news, your hardcore TV with ECW, and then Raw, Nitro, Superstars, and Saturday Night. Our next pay-per-view is not for another two, three shows. And I'll be in your house. Three shows. Yep. Wow. Both, both companies have pay-per-views at the end of the month of October, where before they had them kind of in the middle of the month. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Anything else you'd like to add, Travis, before we get on out of here? No, I think that's, uh, I think we said it all here as we continue to roll on here in 95. We're on the road to In Your House, Great White North. We're on the road to Halloween Havoc. Yep, yep. And I'd like to know about some more matches at Halloween Havoc if I could at some yeah. point. The only one you should care about, the monster truck match. I want there to the be more. The program with I Giant want to know more. I want to know more. Plus, after we get through this, don't forget November, you know, you got your Survivor Series coming up. You got Starcade at the end of the month, and then it's right into the Rumble. And then from there, you're onto the road to WrestleMania, and, you know, it's just going to start flying by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the months are going to start. Start flying here pretty soon. Plus, don't forget, when we get in the new year, WCW Baywatch Review. So get ready for that. Baywatch Review. Yeah. Mm. When WCW was on Baywatch, I found that show online, and we're going to watch it. Oh, okay. Get ready for that. All right. Looking forward to that. When we get to WrestleMania, we have the Slammies to review. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Slammies. Oh, the Slammies. Not what they used to be. Not what they used to be. And then something may happen in the middle of 96. Who knows? Who knows? It it might intensify. Coming up, we have Survivor Series, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Mm -hmm. We have Starcade, which is WWE's big event of the year. The Rumble, which is always fun. Rumbles are fun. Then in February, you got the Alliance to End Hulkamania triple cage match. Mm-hmm. And then looking he, forward to and that. then you got WrestleMania. So these we just gotta get through this kind of right. lull period right now. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna be on a train track. Yep. So be on that we train track on with us. Yeah. Thanks be- for thanks for joining us and liking us on all forms of social media and we appreciate your your fanship. Yes, your support. To fans review wrestling podcast. Yeah. Like us and uh yeah, like Travis said, follow us on all the social medias and all that fun stuff and if you want to email us you can do that as well at two fans review wrestling podcast show at gmail.com probably should have made that shorter probably that's okay yeah we'll talk to you next week have a good one